What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Is it hard for you to understand English when people speak fast? I'm Connor from the Listening Time podcast, and my goal is to help you understand English better. That's why I created Listening Time, a podcast designed to help English learners improve their listening naturally. In each episode, I talk slowly and clearly about a different topic like travel or U.S. culture, and I give you the transcript that shows every word that I say. Listening Time is the perfect tool to help you understand English better. The Listening Time podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, what are you doing here? What's a password? What? There's no such thing as a perfect victim and you too could potentially be toxic? How did you know? <gasps> Get, Get in, in here. here! My name is Curly. And I'm Maya. And welcome to the, the Super, Super Secret Bestie, Bestie Club podcast. podcast. A super secret club where we talk about super secret things. Say super secret one more time. Super secret. Super secret. In each episode, we'll talk about love, friendships, heartbreaks, men, and of course, our favorite secrets. Today we are going to be talking about our ugly side, our chateau cell. The ugly. The way that we look in the morning when you roll out of bed and looking a little crusty. Well, more so what you say after when you yeah, wake up. True. What happens when you're the toxic one? My, what's a toxic person to you? It's somebody who kind of makes you feel questionable. Like you're excited about something and they may, they kind of have a different reaction than the norm. Or mm -hmm. they say something to kind of throw you off. But And it's borderline manipulative too. But it's yeah. more so the person who just fills up the entire room with negativity and toxicity and you can feel it. It's it's like a feeling, right? Absolutely. I feel like for me, it's two things. It's people that make you, when you leave them, you feel a little drained. Like you're like, I feel like I just like had a workout and didn't drink water. Or it's like somebody who, this might only apply to people who are into anal sex, but like <laughs> it feels like somebody just put it in your butt without any lube. And okay. you're just like, what? No lube. Not even a little spit. Okay. It grows. We're not putting that in there. Bleep that whole entire no, sentence, August. Keep it in. <laughs> Anal sex is real sex. Bleep it all. <laughs> not that I draw the line at spit. <laughs> you didn't even kiss me first. Okay. Anyways, I feel like, is it safe to say that if you are alive and a human being, you have at some point displayed toxic traits to other people in your life? 
I would say it's very safe to say that. Yep. One of the big life lessons that I've learned during this time of COVID is that there really is no perfect victim. And while you can look at other people and be like, they're toxic, they suck. At what point do you start to look at yourself and be like, whoa, I too can also display toxic traits. And so I don't trust anyone who's like everyone around me is toxic. Me either. You are probably also toxic. Absolutely. And one of the things that I kind of do to recognize my own toxicity, if you will, is to recognize what is a trauma response of mine. Like, what are triggers? Sometimes I won't notice that I'm being toxic because I'm just so within my own trauma and my own trauma responses, right? So, like, one of the examples, one of the things, like, we were talking about earlier is there is a box that we have to pack. And Maya was like, I I don't want to pop, I don't want to pack this box and it, it it really triggered some of her own emotions and so she kind of have a, had a little bit of a trauma response and I feel like for me I knew it and I didn't really hold it against her but I could have ran with it and been like oh my god she's freaking out about packing a box <laughs> she's being toxic and then I'm letting it affect my own energy but we had a conversation and we understood that it was more of like a trauma response. Yeah, like I've had to, all my life, I love my parents. This is just what we had to do. We had to pack a lot of orders for art stuff. And I grew up my entire life having to pack boxes and having, and it just like kind of, it's not me being lazy. It's more so of like, it brought me back into the, I have to pack this, like, let's go, let's do this. Like as a child, you yeah. know, it's, and that's like it's a, so dumb It's though. a small example, but it can go into other things. Like it can go into like, you know, somebody telling you to do something at work and what's your trauma response to that? Maybe you don't do well with people commanding you or telling you what to do in a certain type of way. Maybe it triggers certain things like maybe a smell or maybe anything can really cause you to have a trauma response and a trigger. So like, how are you reacting back to that and recognizing that, oh, that turns you into a toxic person? Yeah, because you get a little bit irritable and not saying like what I my response was like super toxic. I was just like being, you know, it's it's like basically what we're trying to say is like you never know if somebody is being toxic because they have unhealed trauma. Yes. Right. Do you have any moments where you felt like you were being a toxic person, Maya? Oh, where do I start? Yeah, definitely. About the unhealed trauma, I think it's all due to that. And a lot of us have that. Not that that is excusable, but it's very valuable to acknowledge when you are a little bit unhealed. It's okay to have that. In the past, before I've gone to therapy and started my healing journey, I've known to be passive aggressive, which has made me unable to communicate when something has like upset me. So I'll just hold it in and maybe be a little chismosa about it and not say anything until it blows up bigger. But passive aggressive is definitely a toxic trait where, I mean, you know what passive aggressive is. Like, yeah, I was going to ask you, like, can you they explain? Just say, you just say, like, snide comments. Like, well, I wish I could do that. Or, like, oh, like I don't have time nice. for that. Must be nice. Little things where it's just like, okay, like, you obviously have an issue, but you're not saying it. But you're trying to hurt them anyway and hoping they will say so. I don't know. It's it's just I, I just had an inability to communicate 
those things and would process it through passive aggressiveness. Another toxic traits, <laughs> another couple of toxic traits that I would have. I think I definitely like take up a lot of space when I'm going through something and don't acknowledge that maybe the other person doesn't have space for some of the things I want to bring up. Like you always have to check in with with people. And I feel like that could be toxic because you're just kind of like taking up space. I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah. It's like self-involved and it's just like me, 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 me. And you don't really like, not, I'm not saying this is what you do, but I'm just saying like it, you don't acknowledge the other people in your life or in the room and kind of acknowledging where they are in their journey and where they're at with their energy and where they are with their heart and their spirit in the moment. I feel like for me, my toxic traits show up. I'm in therapy as well, but I have a lot of uh, self criticism that I'm constantly working on myself and trying to be the best version of myself, right? And I think that I've noticed that my toxicity shows up in actual like romantic relationships. And there's two parts to this thing that I will say that I tend to leave relationships when I recognize that I cannot work through this toxic trait and I have to leave because I don't want to be toxic or traumatizing to somebody that I actually love, right? And I and I recognize it. So you know, with one partner, um, I recognized that I was getting a little competitive. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to be competitive with you. I don't want to compete with you. I want to celebrate you and love you. And I don't want to live in a space where we're one-upping one another. And if I can't do that, if I can't work through that, um, and sidebar, this is before I could actually afford therapy, I think I have to remove myself. I have to leave because I really believe that your partner and people in your life should be your cheerleaders and not necessarily kiss your ass, but they should be in a space where they're like, you know what, babe? That's fantastic. And I think once I started to cross over into why wasn't that me? And why can't that be me? And why can't I have those opportunities? I no longer am being of value or on the good side for both myself and you. And so I have to remove myself. Mm -hmm. I think being in relationships will definitely give you a fast track onto like what you're toxic. Mm. If we're talking about relationships, I would not take the hint, like any red flags or like anything of that sort. I would be like, oh, no, I don't think so. And then when they would kind of give me the signal that they don't want to be with me or something. I would be passive aggressive and I would be like, oh, well, are you sure? And that's like so toxic because yes, they're sure. They're not mm. talking to you. Like they're not, it's just, ugh, relationships are hard. It's a whole other ball game. Yes. Yeah, and I think that for me, part of the ways that I have been able to kind of deal with not only myself, but others um, is the whole conversation of accountability. Like, how do you truly hold yourself accountable for the energy that you are responsible for? And then, you know, move into the space of, okay, let me look at other people's energy as well. How do you go, and we kind of did this earlier, like we laid our cards out on the table of kind of this sort of way that we were feeling about some things that were happening. And we kind of stated the facts with where we were at with our own emotions. And then we were like, oh, how can I hold myself accountable for how my own insecurities and my own emotion, and this is me speaking for me right now, my, <laughs> like how my own insecurities and my own emotions made me feel some sort of way mm -hmm. and how that really had nothing to do with you. It had every bit to do with me and where I was at in the moment and what I was wanting from you, but didn't get. And so mm -hmm. it kind of snowballed. And that's kind of the thing too. Like, how do you understand that 
you don't want things to snowball. You want to be open right away. Yeah. In our conversation that we had before this, which is very funny that we we ended up having one. By the way, by the time this goes up, we're going to be like, oh, God. <laughs> no, it's going to be like, it's going to be like nothing. Yeah. When I try to take responsibility for things and try to notice where I hurt in the situation, I have to make sure like we are crystal clear on like, okay, me not doing this or me doing this made you feel this way correct? And if they say yes or no, then I'm like, okay, now I know that that me saying that thing or not saying whatever it is, like has an effect on people. Cause if it's not laid out for me, then I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And that's like, like everyone, like no one's a mind reader. Yeah. And I, that's what I said to you. I'm like, I can't read your mind. Yeah. Also goes back to like the trauma responses too. But it's also like, I think I liked the way our conversation ended because we were, you know, we reassured each other. I will make sure to do X, Y, and Z. And also, yes, we are married and we have been, <laughs> we have been married for 50 years. So this, these are like conversations that I feel like couples have. <laughs> yes. And just like people, any sort of relation that you have in your life, like whether it's a friendship or a romantic one, conversations are so important. And I think that it kind of goes down into really taking a step back, right? And like really looking. It's like shining a light on your ego and being like, oh Mm. shit, and your pride and showing how you have a tendency to be toxic. Because I think we view toxicity as a stereotypical, like you're mean, you're a mean girl. You're unsupportive. Unsupportive. And then that's the end all be all period. And no one wants to be around you we could just view it as like we have toxic traits and we are able to grow from that. But you have to be open to accept that and also be open to accept that you have the ability to hurt someone and take responsibility and accountability for that and apologize. And not like apologies are everything, but at least you shouldn't like rely on apologies to start your healing. Um, But I think there's two sides to every story and you have to recognize your part in it. Like no one is the full on villain and no one is the victim. Like, absolutely. You both have done some stuff. And if only one person is taking responsibility for that and the other person isn't, there's just such an imbalance. Yeah. And it goes back to things as well. Just like, how do you look at yourself? I think that's step number one. I think if you can look at yourself and look at other people's toxic traits and see how you too can actually replicate that. Like, you know, we were talking about sometimes your friends or your family, they kind of inform what you think is socially acceptable, what you think is okay. So like not communicating or yelling or being cutthroat, being negative, or even being a chismosa or chismoso, Mm -hmm. like that is a form of toxicity that you might think is okay because maybe you saw people in your life like you know, do it, or maybe you think it's okay to talk a certain type of way, but it's actually not okay. It's a short sight in communication and it's just bad vibes all around. Yeah. And also like, who are you to be like, I have never been toxic my entire life. I am perfect. I don't like it when people are like, I don't regret anything I've done in that situation. I can't stand people who say I have no regrets. Really? What have you been living under in your shell? How do you not have any regrets when literally like (laughs) multiple people are hurt by the actions you've done? Like that's an issue that just does not fly with me. And I almost cried today when we had our thing. So I'm like the thought of knowing that I made 
anyone feel less than supportive is like devastating to me just because I feel so much. And for a person to not feel that way is like, I just can't imagine that. And yeah. I just think, why are you acting like your shit don't stink when everyone's been smelling your shit? Yeah. Like, and also, like, I don't understand people who are like, and no regrets, because I literally will say something to somebody in a meeting. And by 4.30 that afternoon, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Like, I live in regret. I'm a Virgo. I literally <laughs> am like, did I really say that to somebody? Did I really make that joke? Oh, my God. I can't believe I talked about anal sex and spit. But here <laughs> we is, are. You talked about it for the second time Twice. in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Is it hard for you to understand English when people speak fast? I'm Connor from the Listening Time podcast, and my goal is to help you understand English better. That's why I created Listening Time, a podcast designed to help English learners improve their listening naturally. In each episode, I talk slowly and clearly about a different topic like travel or U.S. culture, and I give you the transcript that shows every word that I say. Listening Time is the perfect tool to help you understand English better. The Listening Time podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. How do you determine a good 
friend or somebody who isn't toxic in your life? Or how do you kind of make sure that you're better at not being toxic? I feel like for me, it always goes back to the thing that I always quote, right? Which is like my Angelou Homosun Humani Nihila Puto. Like nothing human, I am human, therefore nothing human can be alien to me, right? And so it just goes back to me being able to look at a person and understand what is my energy and what is their energy. And I think that's like one of the best things that I can do with everybody in my life. Because if there's somebody in my life who keeps putting all of their energy on me every time that I'm with them, they're just putting all their stuff on me, whether it's like just being, oh my gosh, like we're always talking about your problems. I never laugh. I never do anything. That's how I'm like. Very that. I look for people. One one more time. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Love that. Um, Love that. I look for people who are self-aware and if they're able to catch themselves on certain things or, or acknowledge like, oh, I'm sorry, I've been talking about this for so long and not being like uh, super hyper aware where you're like, am I talking too much or am I taking up too much space? Just like kind of getting a sense of, of you know, when to share these moments and when not to. Yeah. And I think when people don't have that self-awareness and are just talking about their problems, like I've been around those people before and it's been so draining to where I haven't even gotten time to share what I've been going through because you've been taking up all the space. Yeah. Like, and I don't even think this person meant to be toxic or knew that they were, but they just did it. And the fact that it just went unacknowledged, like they just didn't even think anything about it and just kept doing it is like super toxic to me. And maybe it was a little toxic of me to not bring it up or share that and just let it continue. Now I know the signs of all that stuff, but I think I look for self-awareness. Yeah. I think that like (laughs) self-awareness and, you know, our new favorite word, not new, but I would say like a word that we love is boundaries. 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 Give it up for the boundaries. You give, gotta it, lo- give it up for the boundaries. That's right. Give it up for the boundaries. Okay. Give it, give it up for the boundaries. And we said, oh, okay. yes yes i feel like boundaries look what are your boundaries as far as your own emotional capacity because if people just come into your life and you're like i just do not have the capacity to deal with your energy and what's going on with you at your job or your man or your thing i gotta go and you can't be happy for me when i talk about my shit Mm -hmm. it's just a whole nother thing and you it is okay to be like i'm gonna go back in my shell and away from you yeah at a certain point like i've gotten there where I'm like, you know what? I can't keep explaining to you why it's upsetting to me that you can't respect my boundaries and you're mad at me for how long my processing is in that time. I do not have the emotional bandwidth to explain Mm -hmm. to you or to fix this because it's a repeated thing. So I'm just going to walk away. And in this situation I'm talking about, like I wrote it all out. Like, I think I sent you that message for this situation, Curly, with like this other person. It was long. It was a novel, but I laid it all out. And I was like, these are the reasons. And I'm sorry, like, I'm not going to come back to this thing because it's just... It's not it. Like it is not worth it anymore because you cannot accept your own toxic traits. Like it can't just be all on one person. Mm-hmm. Like that's so exhausting. Yeah. If you live in a world with me, 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 I'm gonna do this and like you are probably... <laughs> that was by the way, wait, that was not sped up. That was curly's <laughs> that was in real time. 
<laughs> oh my god i talk so fast yeah if you're like in that world you're probably like a toxic person and it's fine everybody has a level of toxicity right i mean it's not fine but it's like a thing of how do you work on that how do you make sure that like look you know i don't know if you believe in reincarnation or all that other stuff where you're like i'm gonna die and you come back to learn the life lessons that you didn't learn in this life i'm not trying to come back like i want to go up there and hang out in heaven and play my harp all day you know so mm-hmm. i'm like how can you break all of these different cycles what are some things that you could do, Maita? Well, get a therapist. Get a therapist. <laughs> I we... think every single episode we like, you know, just share you need to get a therapist. Yes, your friends are not your therapist. Yeah. Oh, and your family members and like all that stuff. Like on and I I know having therapy and that that stuff should not be like a privilege. Like it should be accessible to everyone. When you have it and are able to get it, it's going to be a little bit difficult in the beginning because you're going to be like, what? I don't know you. I got to tell you all the things that I'm sad about. Like what? Once you break down those walls and then get into your own toxic traits, oh, it's just so much better because then you realize, oh, nobody is perfect. Yes, nobody. I also feel therapy is a thing of privilege and we always acknowledge that as well. And we always talk about how there are resources out there that can help people who are dealing with different economic situations. But one of the things that I actually do do to become a little bit more introspective and understanding of my own, uh, I don't want to say carbon footprint, but spiritual footprint, if you will, Mm, I love that is meditation. And it's also listening to different things, podcasts, self-help stuff, things that make you go like, huh, oh my God, I do that. Oh my God, I've displayed those sorts of things too. And also the need and the desire to want to be better. Like how can I be better? You You know what I do too? And I feel like you do this too. Mm. I disappear. I will disappear. I will tell you, first of all, like I need some space. Mm -hmm. If you are cool and can respect that space and however long that takes, amazing. I love you because I need time to separate myself from the situation to really filter out what was me and what can I admit to? And then Mm -hmm. what also made me feel uncomfortable that they said and what also outside influences are affecting this friendship or relationship. I really need to sit with myself and maybe it's like my own sort of meditation, but I think you really should try that to just listen to what is actually you. And then when I feel like I had that time and space to come back to myself, I can come back to that person and be like, hey, now I'm ready to talk about this because I'm not raging mad or I'm not Mm -hmm. super triggered Mm -hmm. by something else. Here are the facts now that we've cleared the air. But if you don't give somebody that time and space, like you're just entering, you're disrespecting their boundaries and entering their space. Like, are you ready? Are you done yet? Yep. Giving people space. It's like, because you do, it's like, how can I hold myself accountable? How can I hold you accountable? How can I understand the situation at large? And how can we just get through this? Everybody at the end of the day just wants to get through it. Like, that's all we want, you know? Yeah. Which brings us to our segment of the week. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> well, okay. So Curly has this new segment he wants to introduce, and I want to <laughs> specify this was Curly's creation. So go ahead, take it away. So basically every week, or I'll be like, you know, oh my God, Maya, this made my puss quiver. And then it just became, do you know what gives me paquivs? Paquivs. So here is the week's paquivs. Feel free to use it in your daily life. Use it in the office. Use it in the summer. Use it during supper time. When paquivs is on a bagel, you can have paquivs anytime. Curly, what gave you a paquiv this week? You know what? Self-aware people give me major paquivs. I mean, catastrophic 7.0, the big one, California earthquake, because I feel like People who are self-aware, who can understand, who can communicate really well, who can be like, you know what? Oh, my God. Let's talk. Let's. This is how I feel. This is. Oh, my God. You felt that way. I didn't mean that. Like, ah, get up in these goods. Okay. What made my. What made me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure I'm struggling a little bit, you guys. (laughs) What made you maybe quib? Be quib. What made you PQ? I like PQ. I'm going to say PQ. 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 PQs. Oh my God. I'm not drunk. I promise. Okay. That's what makes my PQ is when people leave me alone and they don't take it personal. Like when I say that, like, I'm kind of going through something right now and I need some time and they're like, no problem. I'll be here when you get back. And then when you, when they are there, when you get back and they like, aren't mad at you because of how long it took. I love that. My pee explodes on it these explodes, walls. It explodes. On the ceiling. Explosion. It's dripping down the walls, Off seeping the into the fan. wallpaper. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know yours has glitter in it. Is it hard for you to understand English when people speak fast? I'm Connor from the Listening Time podcast, and my goal is to help you understand English better. That's why I created Listening Time, a podcast designed to help English learners improve their listening naturally. In each episode, I talk slowly and clearly about a different topic like travel or U.S. culture, and I give you the transcript that shows every word that I say. Listening Time is the perfect tool to help you understand English better. The Listening Time podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in! 
in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to the astrology portion of this podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about how our own signs can be toxic, which I know is <laughs> so crazy to think about because Virgos and Aries are perfect. So this is going to be a struggle for us. Yes, even though many of you on my socials actually agree <laughs> that um, Virgos tend to be uh, very uh, toxic. I agree. <laughs> that was me that oh was God. i started multiple different patterns wow. i started multiple different <laughs> profiles just to say that the, the silence of you saying i agree and then the silence that followed from me not knowing what to say <laughs> well we'll explain yourself how can your sign be toxic well i feel like for me virgos look here's the thing we are a little self-loathing and we're self-critical so when we do that we can kind of do it to others because we're like man i really wish that i could do this so let me work on it and i'm gonna do this and get better and we'll look at somebody else and be like, why can't they do that? Why can't they be on the same level? Or why can't they do this? And that could be really toxic because we're so hard on ourselves that we forget that's not anyone else's problem but our own. So you would say you put unrealistic expectations on yourself and on others. I wouldn't call them unrealistic well... because I'm like, if I do it, you know, but there you go. There I'm doing it again, you know. <laughs> well, if I do it... Like, literally today, I was like, if J-Lo does it, so can I. And you were like, but you're not J-Lo. Like, J-Lo has it. Like, when they say, you have enough, you have the same hours that Beyonce does in a day, but you also don't have a team of people doing things for you. But also, like Beyonce, they do. another Virgo, just Oh, saying, true. You know? But she also has a team. I don't have yeah. a team. I yeah. have me, myself, and I, and so God in the end. That's a Beyonce song. You probably didn't know that because you're a fake fan. Anyway, let's talk about Aries. Aries. <laughs> Aries always starting a ruckus. But I let you start first. So that's your present. Anyway, um, I don't know how I'm toxic. I don't know how the Aries trait, I don't know how the Aries sign is toxic. Um, because we're perfect and people are not like I just yeah I feel like I'm just I have kidding. such a love affair with Aries I don't really know <laughs> the only thing that I would say that Aries can be toxic about is to themselves sometimes okay so I was joking before we're not perfect <laughs> we are the first sign so we're like the child okay we're like we're like the very young spirit so with that we have a lot of emotions that are like we have to experience them right now and they're very intense and they take up a lot of space. Mm. And I feel like a lot of unhealed or low vibrational areas can be very, very aggressive in how they talk, like confrontational, not reading the room, um, 
you know, and, and very impulsive in the way judgmental. they judgmental. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in, in the way they communicate. Very, or, very, very judgmental. That's too many berries. <laughs> <laughs> that's enough slices. I tried looking you in the eye when I said it. I, I didn't like, want to look at eh, you. Eh? <laughs> Am I judgmental? But on the other hand, we don't just want to talk about the negatives, we can also be the opposite of toxic. And when we are a little more like higher vibrational and a little more into our healing journey, we can be healthy and yes. not toxic. Yeah, I feel like the Virgo, because we're so introspective, we can recognize when we're doing something and we're like, huh, let me take a step back and, and do better. As far as Aries, like we're very real, but we're not, uh, at least me, I'm not mean about it. Like I can, your silence is deafening. You, literally, <laughs> I feel like you could hear my eyebrows scrunch up on my forehead <laughs> like, and my eyes widen. I'm not mean about it. I don't know if you could hear my eyeballs falling out of it. my skull. <laughs> I don't think that you have to say stuff to <laughs> be mean. I think it could be the silence. <laughs> <laughs> you think it could just be more silent? <laughs> the silence could also be mean. Oh, true. I'm trying to think of the positive qualities. Oh, yeah. We're thinking about positive stuff. For Aries. Positive stuff with Aries. I think that the passion that oftentimes is a little bit like overwhelming can also be helpful for others because the passion can be like passionate about helping others or allowing people to also see the glory within themselves. Okay. I found one. We're loyal. (laughs) <laughs> and that concludes the, the astrology section. <laughs> well, Maya, seems like we've reached the end of this episode. How do you plead? Like this, please, oh, please acknowledge when you're being toxic. Yes, same. <laughs> <laughs> For the sake of yourself and others, acknowledge your own toxicity before you go pointing the finger at other people Boom. about how they're toxic. But Boom. also... When you do confront other toxic people, set your boundaries. Set your boundaries, Shelby. Boom. That's a Steel Magnolias joke reference in case you didn't Oh, I didn't know. What I'm doing is supporting you. Starring Sally Field and Julia Roberts, who, by the way, I think about all the time. I love Julia Roberts. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode. Curly... Where can they find you on social media? You can totally find me on social media, which I highly recommend, on Instagram and TikTok at the Curly B Show, B as in Victor. And you can find me at Maya in the Moment, M A Y A in the Moment, on all social media platforms. Thank you guys so much for listening. And if you have any suggestions on future episodes, hit us up. Yes, and I'm also still very single, so feel free to send me a DM. Thank you. (laughs) Bye. The Super Secret Bestie Club podcast is a production of Sonoro in partnership with iHeartRadio's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Is it hard for you to understand English when people speak fast? I'm Connor from the Listening Time podcast, and my goal is to help you understand English better. That's why I created Listening Time, a podcast designed to help English learners improve their listening naturally. In each episode, I talk slowly and clearly about a different topic like travel or U.S. culture, and I give you the transcript that shows every word that I say. Listening Time is the perfect tool to help you understand English better. The Listening Time podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, 
host of To Live and Die in L.A. And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.